Hi, welcome. It's Mary, <laughs> but you know that. I am doing my podcast a little bit differently today. Usually I speak and tape the words and just put it out there. And in this case, I wrote some thoughts down a couple weeks ago. In the past few weeks, I have become very frustrated with doctors, so I memorialized some of those thoughts and just jotted them down, and then, you know, I guess a week or two weeks later, I decided to look back and think, hey, what were my thoughts there? What was that train of thought? Is it something even valuable worth sharing? <laughs> or was I just so frustrated? But I think there's something worth sharing here, and I wanted to share it. So instead of just freeform um, talking, it's something that has some notes behind it. But but of course, I'm sure I'll go off script. So <laughs> this one has some heat. This podcast has some energy behind it. This week's podcast comes from the many conversations I've had with health professionals lately. Health professionals of all stripes, Eastern, Western, functional, and conventional. At this point, I'm about to fire all of them, and I actually have fired some already. This process has led me to discover patient advocacy, which, which there's always a bright side to some to whatever we're being presented with. So uh, thanks to a dear friend who has herself gotten the runaround from doctors for her autoimmune disorder, for her thyroid, for many years um, has been frustrated trying to seek treatment, find treatment, find doctors who will listen to her and her course of healing because she's very proactive herself. And Thankfully, when I needed to vent, I knew who to pick up the phone and call, and she was a wonderful ear and an inspirational voice for me because she explained to me that patient advocates are people who are not medical professionals, but they've taken up the charge to coordinate, consolidate, gather information, share information, be a voice out there. And in her case, she was saying that for years, it started as a Yahoo forum. And of course, now there's Facebook groups um, to easily put people in touch. But there needed to be that information sharing between people saying, has your doctor done this test? Are you getting these treatments? What is your prescription in this type of dosage or that? Or have you tried that? And a meeting of the minds and a group of people coming together. But someone leading the charge as the patient advocate to say, we're going to find out information and help each other that way. And doctors do not have all the answers. So this made me feel really good because as my friend told me in this conversation that we had where I was venting to her, she said, start to expect that you are going to know more than the doctor. Or I should say, know more about what is going on with me than my doctor. Doctors are not experts at what's going on in my body. They can only know what they've studied and what they've seen from their expertise, which may be a lot, but it's different for each individual. This is, a, this is an example of me going off script. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back to reading my notes now. 
Um, well, fortunately I love synthesizing information for myself. Um, meaning that I love to pull in information from everywhere. I want to see what's happening in medicinal chemistry as much as neurology, autoimmune disorders, functional health, meditations, Kundalini yoga, you name it. (laughs) But the next step is going to be finding doctors, conventional and functional who support this for me, who are willing to listen and not just tell me that that, what they've seen before, because that's not going to work for me because I know there's so much being discovered. Now I know that the MS of tomorrow is not the MS of yesterday. I also feel it is my purpose and I am on the journey to show people that I do believe that there are discoveries being made in terms of pharmaceuticals that work better than they have in the past screening that is happening sooner understanding of the bedrock of functional health and the need for our bodies to be healthy first and foremost so that we can either heal or so that we can prevent disease in the first place there are so many health improvements that occur at the hands of patients themselves Because we're experimenting with ourselves. We're the feedback. And we may be so individualized that it's hard to get a compelling sample size of, yes, this one protocol worked for 75% of people, so that's the answer. There may not be one answer for everyone, but that doesn't actually matter. What matters is what works for each individual person. And we as individuals finding that. So that brings me to patient responsibility. And I believe in patient empowerment first and foremost. I believe, as I said, that the MS of the past is not going to be the MS of the future. And I believe that a diagnosis does not define us. And even in the face of some pretty scary ones, we are in control of our future. even on a simplistic level, it's a step into self-awareness, mastery of the mind, an opportunity to know ourselves more. Even if we don't feel in control of our future, the moment we bring awareness to our journey, that this is a point on our journey, then we can start to understand what is unfolding in front of us. We don't need to have known our life was going to look a certain way because it never does look the way we envisioned. That vision may be the inspiration that gets us out of bed every day, but it can change and get better. And even if we've been diagnosed with something very scary, we can still use that as a point in our lives to see it differently and to see what is unfolding in front of us. I believe that until we do the work to love ourselves fully, we will not be able to heal and recover fully because it takes unwavering confidence in our own self-worth and our own inherent value to charge ahead and to take on the task of self-care.
we are in a body, so we might as well learn from it. It is a teacher. It gives us feedback for a reason. If it's hurt, it's telling us something. We're surrounded by experts, yet no one is an expert in our own body other than ourselves. While on the subject of healing, the idea of a cure, air quotes, cure, needs to be examined and redefined in our society, in my opinion. Really, what is a cure? Is it a pill? Is it a quick fix? Is it a one-time solution? A reversal of symptoms? A short or long-term solution? I want us to challenge what we think a cure is and what we understand true health to be. Why, if we have a chronic disease, what are we seeking to cure and why? Do we just want to get on with our lives? Is it just an inconvenience to have to think about our bodies so much? I will be extremely frank to say that the amount of time I now put into procuring healthy food, preparing it and eating it takes up a lot of my day and I don't know how I did it before. I, I didn't. I didn't do it well enough. Though I was, I was pretty healthy. I was pretty attuned to health needs and wanted to serve my body on the highest level. But yeah, I would skip a meal or have a coffee before having breakfast and then forget to have breakfast, et cetera, et cetera. Not eat lunch until 3.30. All of those things. And now health comes first. So... I personally have to question if there was just a magical cure for MS, like, oh, here's this pill you take once, oh, it's gone. That is great, but I would not be on a very active path as I am now to understand my body and to serve it. A quick fix and then I turn around and keep repeating the same actions that would be horrible because then just another thing would happen. At least now I've got a chronic disease that I have to be attentive to all the time. It is my long-term commitment. <laughs> and I laugh because friends have joked that I'm a commitment phobe. So this is what I get. <laughs> the universe is giving me long-term commitment. <laughs> um, so it really is a learning opportunity. I think a freaky diagnosis is a lesson in self-love of epic proportions. And I like to think that it's here to help us grow. There are lessons and guidance trying to reach us and teach us along the journey of life at all turns. But are we listening? Are we really just striving to silence the body so that it doesn't pipe up, so that it doesn't say, I need something more? Would we want to just have long-term prescription drug use to silence 
the biofeedback so that we're separated from our body. And I don't mean this specifically in relation to MS. I mean in, in the big scheme of things. When we think about what it is we could do to stop our body from calling our attention, what do we actually think that looks like? Because in modern medicine, it often means taking on a host of new symptoms. So it's a trading of symptoms. So redefining what health actually feels like, it might feel like a whole lot of work to take care of ourselves. And maybe the body never stops hurting, but we learn how to take care of that hurt. And if there's a new hurt, then it's a new opportunity to learn. First it's the hip, we learn how to take care of the hip. Then it's the shoulder, then we learn how to take care of the shoulder. And we get stronger along the way. For me, I am building up my base of health now. I let it languish for quite some time. It's like being in credit card debt. You can't get out immediately. It takes a while. You have to figure out, you have to, there's a whole slowing of the process of spending, of overspending, of spending without income matching the, the expenditures. So for me, I had a deficit of nutrients. I believe I have a deficit of true health in my body. So now I'm working to build all of that up. So I was talking recently to a of distinguished neurologist and he's a friend of a friend and he heard my diagnosis and he offered some sort of consolation by saying, well, I think all you can do is chronic health management, meaning that there was no one drug or procedure to quell my immune system's debilitating effect on my nervous system, potentially debilitating. I'm, I'm up and at him, So thank Thank goodness. But that stuck with me, that chronic health management, because I thought, what does that actually mean? Does chronic health management mean long-term health management, long-term health giving, long-term self-care for ourselves? So as the neurologist looked at this, and I find neurologists to be sad that they don't have an answer for MS and upset about it um, to some degree, because they're very academic and they want to know how to help people. That's why they are neurologists. And so I could feel that sadness, but in my mind I thought, yeah, I've got to take care of myself well for the rest of my life. It's actually probably what I signed up for when I got a body in the first place. And I forget that. I forgot that along the way. I used to love seeing how little sleep I could function on. And now I function on little sleep from time to time, but sadly it's not because I want to. It's because I've sort of conditioned my body that way. We do those things. We see how much we can drink. We see how little we can sleep, how long we can work, whatever it is. A lot of us are not practicing chronic health management. And chronic just sounds scary, but it means long-term. 
And so long-term healthcare. I mean, let's keep our body moving as long as possible. So that takes long-term self-care. It's living the cure. Because maybe the cure has been under our noses all along. It's long-term health management. It's daily self-care. Like I said, the living cure. It's being the cure. It's stopping to understand each body's needs and creating a bed of health from which to heal and ultimately to thrive. Chronic health management is a non-sexy term for loving myself and my body so much so that I prioritize sleep, healthy food, surrounding myself with positive energy, healthy activities, and anything else that makes me happy. Those are the priorities. The daily checklist. It means taking responsibility for my health and not just listening to doctors who are so sad that they don't have a magic pill to give me and they think I have no other alternative. I have every alternative. It's up to me to seek it and to find it and to live it and to believe in it again, to believe that the MS of tomorrow is not the MS of the past and to believe in my own ability to heal, that there are absolutely functional elements of health that I can tend to and increase my health. To participate in healing from anything, mental, physical, long-term, short-term, emotional, it all takes work and an understanding of our view of what we thought perfect health is or realizing that it may not end up being what we thought it was. But we create the reality we live in. We know if we are healing from the inside. We know if we are participating in our health care. And it's our choice whether or not to take responsibility for that. And sometimes it feels like so much. But acknowledge that. Give ourselves credit. Pat, just a pat on the back to say, man, taking care of myself felt like a lot of work today. But I did it. Or I tried as much as I could. I think that's the point I'm at. Just really being happy that I try as hard as I can to do as much as I can for my body. And sometimes that just means asking the questions, asking new doctors, new questions, asking new doctors, the same questions, ones that I haven't gotten the answers for yet that I like, I'm going to keep on asking or seeking patient advocates, bringing it back to the beginning, looking for those groups of people who are so vested in this because they themselves often have whatever it is they're gathering communication around. What are they doing? What's up on their radar? What does the group of like-minded souls have to say about this? But it all starts with knowing my own body. We are the only ones who will ultimately defend it, protect it, and honor it. 
Everyone else is just an outsider looking in, offering what they know from their limited scope of understanding. It comes down to standing up for what I know to be true inside on a physical, emotional, and soul level. When is the moment when we gain the perspective to see the divine truth in ourselves? To see this truth guiding by some sort of inner knowledge. This knowing this truth is always with us. But too often we deny listening and trusting in it. We don't listen to our bodies. We don't listen to that voice that tells us we do need sleep. We should eat. We do deserve a rest. We have worked hard enough. Trust in that. Because it's there. This very divine, insightful knowledge is within ourselves. It is not outside of us. But it's often buried under the busy schedule and the work demands and the too full social calendar. But it's our higher self, this knowing and wise sense that is always there to bring us back to our inner truth. The inner truth that knows we are worth quality worth quality rest, quality fun, quality positive energy around us, all of those good things. It, it brings us back to what we were born with, to our instinctual childlike self filled with light and love. We can harness that energy again, use it for healing. And we can just be guided by the feeling because we know the answers it takes a little work but it does work reconnecting with our highest level energy reveals a new perspective eradicating fears and illuminating a path that is nothing less than awesome this is what I'm putting into practice now I hope others will too. I hope that we can all pat ourselves on the back every day and acknowledge we did something for ourselves and every day we are actively participating in chronic health management or long-term self-care and self-love. Thank you.